This is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment. Today is Monday, November 15th, 2021, and I am back with my guest and my I am back with my co-host and guest for his second appearance. I'm back with Avi, and today we will be discussing about the original first classic movie of sports drama action from 1984, The Karate Kid, with Ralph Macchio as Daniel LaRusso, and of course, Miyagi, which we'll get into. Miyagi, his uh, instructor and uh, mentor and friend. Uh, Welcome back. Welcome back, Avi, to the program. Let's start this off with, what are your initial... What are your initial first thoughts about the first thing you think of initially when when talking about the Karate Kid from 1984? Well, despite about the world, about the, the setting, about when it first came to the other side of the state from New Jersey to all the way back to the all the way to California, when you know that you just heard about it, thought you'd get along well, and that with you know, a couple of friends about. But all of a sudden, there's a biker game. So like, uh, like when they say they're from a rich, rich countryside, like what do you call the '80s? A term called the yuppies. People, the richer class versus the lower system. Like uh, that's where they. No, wait, 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 wait. Before you get to the biker gang, in the beginning of the movie, once he makes it to California with his mom from New Jersey, he meets this other kid, this other young guy, which it seems like they were getting along and we're going to be friends afterwards. But then that kid who we saw sees in his apartment complex after first meeting him is only in like a scene more and the kid like kind of discards him and is like no I don't want to be your friend anymore did you notice that no I'm talking about the kid that was by himself before the biker gang that kid that he meets in the very beginning in the daylight when he first makes it to the California apartment place a kid was going to befriend him but that kid later just discards him and he's like doesn't even stay friends with him at that rest of the movie do you know what I'm talking about because the friends that couldn't help them were from the bullies about why they why they come to help them defend against uh, the Johnny and the right. So we're gonna, we're gonna we're, yeah we're gonna get to the Johnny in the group next. I'm just saying that friend that was just introduced for them in the beginning with him. He kind of like didn't want to be friends with Danny anymore. So I thought that was kind of interesting. So now let's bring up about what you said. Then the actual gang of kids that um, are dealing with uh, Daniel. What do you have to say about the biker gang? The couple guys, uh, it's like a very like uh, nasty, or the some of them are sarcastic about even and so uh, so pushy. That's what got me disturbed. I was my first time watching long ago, but that way it's like hard to buy except being a bully at school. Like uh, it's not like a part like a high school situation. The part of being for a new town, new kid in town. Have you okay? I have another question. I have another question about all this, but in reference to the um. The, the, the guy he mostly uh, goes up against. Have you ever heard of the theory where that, to some people, Danny is actually the bad guy and what he's trying to do with things, and the guy against him, uh, whatever his character's name is, that is actually, Johnny is actually more like a, the actual real good guy in the movie, and Danny's bad, and it's flipped, and the movie's, the movie makes it seem like Danny's good, but there's theories that actually Danny's kind of bad and the other guy's kind of good. Have you ever heard of that theory before? I thought I thought I've heard of it. I thought I heard of it, but even I thought the first time I seen Danny, I thought he was the kind of interesting guy. But 
That was yeah. That was um. That was very. That was a very memorable memorable line when he said "sweep the leg." Um, bringing bring. Let's 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 stop. What's that? Yeah, the face. I did see the face look. Before we get more into that part, I want you. Since you mentioned that important uh, adult male character with the from the kids, Crease. What are your thoughts and opinions on Crease as the instructor for Cobra Kai? What are your thoughts on Crease? It's very too like very militaristic mm-hmm. about like it's trying to train like uh, what we don't what we don't know because they train Cobra Kai as like a, as a biggest violence. But Miyagi is all about a sequence of that piece of piece of inner inner piece and the and the balancing of the situation. Right. Okay. Um, before we get into all of our favorite characters, because there's a number of favorite like characters in this, do you have any uh, characters that you least like or don't really care for or don't like as characters? What well, I at least don't like is uh, as Elizabeth Shaw play Ali about Elizabeth Shaw is that she she hasn't got much of a romantic thing about passion about like uh, maybe it's just like very like put upon it like something is like being ignored about her parents never help her parents never help her about about uh, she wants to get rid of Johnny. I'm, 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 I'm confused. Are you saying you do not like or care for Elizabeth Shue's character? Is that what yeah. you're saying? Okay, so we're we're on. Um, so this is this is where we this is where I respectfully disagree because I actually really like um, Elizabeth Shue as um, Ellie. I really uh, she looked she looked really great, and I liked her um, interaction with. Uh, with Danny for the most part, and I just think that when I think of who is the girlfriend of Danny LaRusso in these movies, I always think of Elizabeth Shue as Allie, and then whenever he has um, other girlfriends or a wife in in the sequels or reboots, that um, I just I, I like Elizabeth Shue a lot. So it's interesting that you said that you didn't really care for her. Yeah, because even though she has got much like uh, in, 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 invoking about like. Uh, Something like uh, she's always like uh, being ignored at, mm. uh, and like. Uh, and oh, you wait. What do you say? Like who's it? What do you mean? Like who's ignoring who? Uh, like uh, something about like uh, her parents never, her parents never help her. And, uh, and, is it just? But is it like? Is it just? Is it just about? Is it just about her parents or stuff? Stuff? Stuff with her also outside of her parents. Outside of her parents, like, uh, it's by she's only a richer, richer class, people, right? Like, uh, richer, yeah, the richer class, probably shown, like, uh, yeah. Well, what do you yeah. think? Do you think she was better for do you think she was better for Johnny or better, better for Danny? Well, I thought she was better for Danny about the even like uh, the country club scene about like very uh, annoying about like, uh. Because it got a little confused, mixed up about what Danny's supposed to meet her like uh, at the outside, but she he doesn't know she's already inside about like it, like maybe be enforced by her parents or Johnny has been involved in. Okay, I just thought of something. Why I just thought of something while you were saying that you were talking about Crease earlier about uh, the whole mit- military style. What I think is very interesting, 
on the non-crease character, on the more light uh, Miyagi character, um, Miyagi, that if you look into the, if you look more deeply into the movie, that Miyagi was actually an American, an American, an Asian American military uh, officer that had to deal with all, with, that had to deal with all the anti-Asian hate in World War Two or such, that kind of stuff. Yeah, because he, he has a wife about that, suddenly died from that pregnancy about that. The you know, difference is about Crease and uh, Miyagi. Greece is served in Vietnam, but the Vietnam War is very too brutal. Right. While the World yes. War Two, the for Miyagi is like a very like a, almost almost brutal, but it's a little sensitive about like a, something very heroic. But the Vietnam is like a, very too like a, very traumatic, post traumatic. Yeah, yeah, that's that's an interesting uh, uh, distinction between their two different uh, military uh, lives. Um, what else? Let's yeah. see. Trying to if you think if you think of anything about the movie to discuss about while I'm thinking uh, come on in and uh, I just want to make sure we cover a lot with this whole movie. Let's see what else haven't we oh, talked yeah. about? Oh, oh yeah, another thing I want to describe about Johnny Crease's hair. Mm -hmm. Dad described that his hair looks like a like a pro Trump, you know, like yeah, uh, uh, Donald Trump was once around the eighties. So he he brought maybe Johnny was before that hairstyle was because this also takes place a rich country club. Yeah? Well, listen. I listen. Um, I know a lot of people uh, are not going to be in the same mindset of mine. But I, I uh, since you brought in that, I actually like Donald Trump. So that's, that's all I'm going to say. So if anybody don't want to listen to my stuff anymore, it's whatever. Listen, I like Donald Trump, and that's all I'll say about that. I actually like him. Okay. Um, so yeah. All right. So back to the movie itself. So we were talking about the military stuff, and you mentioned something about the haircuts. Um, okay. Okay. So yeah, yeah, that was an interesting scene. What did you like about the whole um, wax on, wax off? Well, sometimes very unusual about the, everything about what you had to gain training. You only had the Miyagi force to make a to make to like about the. Uh, to do, do some chores around the house, like uh, chores around, like uh, right. It was like chore chore type thing, yeah. It was like a chore type thing, yeah. Almost every day, right day, but even when you tell them to breathe, that's what we move like. What if it's something about where you're working on? Makes it, yeah. Well, yeah. Even though they were the chores and the breathing and all that, I do like that. At one point, I believe Miyagi gets Miyagi gets Danny a car as a birthday gift, a, a little a car, a real a car. car from yeah, yeah, yeah. So before we came on, before we came online broadcasting, uh, you mentioned that you had recently rewatched it with your parents. What did your parents think of the What did your parents think of the movie? Uh, they found the movie is very inspiring, like uh, something like uh, like you know, something like uh, how they handle about like to know about the you're feeling be 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 victim bullying or the uh, uh, verbal abuse like at, at your workplace or at your school place. You want to thought you gotta use something to aggressively like use the menacing look. Something you need to to keep away and learn something gentle. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. Um, speaking, um, speaking of the inspiring aspect, um, I, yeah, I liked how, um, I liked how Miyagi was for Daniel, a mentor, a good mentor, teacher, and friend. Um, specifically of the inspiring part, I liked that at the end of the movie, at the tournament, um, Bill, Con Bill Conti's, Bill Conti slash, Bill Conti slash Joe, Joe Espetito's, um, um, you're the best. I love singing that song. That song really gets me in the mood for inspiration. I love the "You're the Best" song. It's one of the best parts of the movie. Yeah, 
yeah, to hear that song. Yeah, I know John John Avelston. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he also directed another underdog movie about this Rocky, 19, Rocky 1976, yeah. Rocky, he directed Rocky first. Right, the guy directed Rocky first. Then he came back for Rocky five. Then all the ones that weren't one or five were directed by Stallone. So he did Rockies one, one and five, and then came back for. But you know the, about the, about, but you know the difference between about uh, the Right. Oh, right. The, all that kind of stuff with the Rocky. Um, but but the, the director himself, um, he did one in five for Rocky. He did the original Karate Kid, and he actually we're not gonna go. We're not really gonna talk to. You, we're gonna mainly majority focus on the main movie, the first original movie. But I just wanted to say real quickly. I just wanted to say real quickly in regards to the director. He actually came. Elveston actually came back to direct parts two and three. Yeah. Yeah. I'm confused. I'm I'm confused what you're referring to because he act, he and his mom in the beginning of the movie actually left New Jersey to 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 live and go to school in California. I know, but uh, I meant to say about like. Uh, and I'm not there quite yet, but the director, he also directed Lean On Me. It also takes place in New Jersey with Morgan Freeman who plays like a school supervisor. Oh, you're talking about, okay, you're talking about the director and another movie. Okay, um, what year, what was it about and what year did it come out? Yeah, it's, 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 Lean On Me is released in 1989. Okay. It's also about the African-American school supervisory, how they changed the school system. Okay. Yeah, the kick out all those uh, drug addicts or the or, or lower undergrades about okay. they had the correct perfect system. Okay. Yeah, it's a lot. It's basically would you would you system. was it a good movie? Would you would you recommend this um lean on me movie it's, to people? It's a good, it's a good movie. It's a good movie, but sometimes it's a little controversial mm -hmm. for the about one character wants to change change the role, change the system. Okay, right. Yeah, Morgan Morgan Freeman is in a whole lot of movies. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I will. Right. Yeah, back to the Karate Kid. Well, I found another interesting fact about Karate Kid from the screenwriter Robert Kamar Kamen. It turns out he wrote the screenplay because it's actually based on his semi autobiography about his life back in the. He first discovered it about when he was being. Who was the guy again? He did what? Was he. he what was this Robert, guy? Mark. Was a what? Robert, he, Mark Kamen. He was a what? Screenwriter. A screenwriter. One of the screenwriters, okay. Because he. It turns out it was, it was actually a semi-autobiography about like a, he was being victim of being bullying about back in the 64 World Fair. So that's where he studied his own karate about. The, right, that's that interesting. Yeah, it turns out he didn't speak much. 
doesn't speak much fluent in English. It mostly speaks Japan. So that's that, well, actually, actually, that's funny. That's funny because for um, Pat Martia to play the character of Miyagi in the movies, if you ever saw him and if you ever saw him, watched him in interviews, he he actually really has an American voice. And then, but it's just that, that the character of Miyagi was made to play like he had a straight, distinct voice. But like, if you see him in like Happy Days and other stuff from the seventies, this actor actually is, has an American accent, an American voice, and not a not a made up voice for the character. Yeah. But yeah, he. he yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Go on. Uh, uh, well, you know, sometimes funny part about this, uh, is fun part about what he's covered about how that Daniel found his mentor is uh, it's one about during Halloween night where you guys who want to disguise yourself, he didn't want to be invisible in case he wanted one want look up by the book by Johnny and his, and his Cobra Kai. So that's where that Miyagi made, made him a shower curtain about the, with the rods about the. And now he discovered there's a Johnny and Kubokai all dressed up like a skeleton, skeleton arm, skeleton. Yeah, well, yeah, well, you're you're referring to the um the part of the movie where everybody's like dressed up in costumes and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was an interesting scene. Um. Yeah. Um. Listen, before before we get into some more thoughts and opinions about the, this first original movie. Um, and what else to, to say about it that we haven't already, okay? We're just going to segue now to a quick commercial break. And then while I'm doing the commercial break, start thinking about more stuff about the movie to talk about. I want to talk about Anchor.fm podcasting and why everyone should be a new podcaster. If you haven't heard about Anchor.fm podcasting, it is the easiest way to make a podcast possible. It is 100% free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your mobile cell phone or computer. Anchor.fm Podcasting will distribute your podcast for you so that you can be heard on all the other platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcasts with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast. All in one, all in one easy to find place to work everything out together. Download the free Anchor.fm application on your iOS, Apple smartphone, or on your Android, or go to Anchor.fm to get started. And we're back from the commercial break promoting Anchor.fm podcasting, which is owned by Spotify. I love really like so much working for Spotify. It's really neat and I can't wait to see where I go with Spotify in the future. And we're back and Avi, as I was reciting that commercial, what are some things we haven't yet spoke of in regards to The Karate Kid 1984? What do you think? I like an interesting scene about the, how the, 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 besides the learning karate, they taught the Miyagi taught the Daniel how to, to trim the bonsai tree. About like, uh, it's, it's somewhere like, uh, it reminds me like I help uh, out to relax my mind. I help my dad uh, outside the garden to, the, to prune off the butterfly plants. About when it gets like uh, all, gets, uh, gets losing its. That's true. That's and, true. There was the teaching about the bonsai trees and, since I know we're, 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 I'm gonna to try to keep it mainly focused on the original, but I just wanna say a quick point. Um, 
about the third movie, which is the third movie I don't really care for, when you mentioned the bonsai trees, there was a little tiny bonsai tree scene also or so in the third movie. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's very rare that you can get a bonsai tree growing in the, like, going into California desert place enough. But work where you get, like, I remember if you see bonsai tree, like, you go to the gar- gardening gardening store, like, uh, like somewhere if you want to go Lowe's or the, or maybe to the, uh, like, uh, what, not Something like uh, something like uh, yeah, uh, produce uh, junction, like produce junction, like besides they grow fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. Maybe they grow some plants, but even it's very hard to, you know, it's a very rare thing where you get to import the bonsai tree all the way from Okinawa to get to come to America. Okay. Very, yeah, the bonsai. The question is, besides trimming, besides trimming that bonsai, can you water water the bonsai that to keep it mm-hmm. fresh? Mm-hmm. What other what other scenes in the movie stood out to you? And what are some of your favorite memorable quotes from the movie? Uh, uh, something like, uh, besides wax on, wax off is the best moment quote. If uh, Dini asked, Daniel asked, uh, Miyagi, what's, what, what belt, what, what belt he has for his karate? You know, like, a, you know, belt like a way worse. But you know, Miyagi says that, all you say is keep your belt tighter around your pants, about something like that. I thought it was a joke about, not to mention, he thought, he thought I meant the belt of like, you know, like a rank of the, of the karate rank, you know, about like, uh, like a red belt, black belt, the, the idiot, the Yagi joke, joke with me about that. Uh, so about how about you need a belt to keep your pants tighter? Right, right. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I. Another thing about. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, you're saying, sure, no, go ahead. Go ahead. About, about, there's, a, there's some plot holes, another plot holes in the end of the competition when, when the, uh, the, the Daniel versus uh, Johnny at the end about when there's about, uh, which each gets a score about, by, by touching about they get three scores about the race champion. But during the one, well, it was like two, 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 two scores about well, you have a quarter crane kick about the well, here's, here's the thing though, here's the thing though, that crane kick though, if people really study and go deep in the movie, that crane kick that uh, Danny did, I think believe in, in, in a real life tournament, that would actually be an a legal move. So that move with the crane kick he does at the end is actually a, a not 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 what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, even that that before the crane kick, where they even even that with that when he that, that Daniel always touched uh, Johnny, I thought that was his score. score so that's it. About the because that's why the game's over. But even though they still keep fighting and the referee don't stop, you know, like you know if it's a if that's a that's a point or the you know and, and they. They act when they one touch each other on two on two on two two scores or two points, but even that would be one more about one touch about that was it. It's about the even though the even though they still keep fighting about before the crane kick is the most important thing about the. But you say that crane kick is a a, a, a illegal move about like uh. It's it's it's
second movie, they go to um, Miyagi's home country town of Octo whatever that place is called that's out of the States. Yeah, I like that that's a good way to have the second movie be in that foreign place and that uh, and that it's more about Miyagi. What's that? Yeah, his old enemy where he lives and it being more about Miyagi. But I have to say that I did not care... I didn't really care for the third movie. The fourth movie was unnecessary, and it didn't need a remake. And I haven't really watched the TV show Cobra Kai, so I can't say whether. Go ahead. The body. Died in real life. Died in real life. Did the guy that the guy? So to everybody, the audience, to the one scene at the end toward the tournament, or. Yeah, well, I think it was at the tournament at the end. Uh, this guy, one of the Cobra Kai characters or so, said something about a body bag. The actor that said that body bag thing had unfortunately passed away in real life, right? What yeah, do we know about that exactly? Any more details about that? In the Cobra Kai, it turns out he got himself into the body bag since he died like in real life. Right. Unfortunately, unfortunately, the actor that said the thing about the body bag quote has uh, had died in real life. Yeah, that's what he, that's what he said. It's very too ironic about the... Yeah, yeah. That was very sad that that had to be a case for that, yeah. Um, what else um, about the Karate Kid 84 have we not yet discussed or talked about yet? Go ahead. I'm just going to go on listening. Yeah, well, no, well, it also was very noisy about the about it, about Daniel's mother. It's very too noisy around about Charlie's just real life. She had to, she had to understand about that. And Daniel had to tell them the truth about about the boys are who the boys are. Right. That, that beats them up and the, right. Well, because he they, didn't need he didn't think she should know that so soon about all that. Um, interesting yeah. trivia point though about the trivia aspect, which I just read on the. IMDb page uh, yesterday before also starring this. It's interesting to note that when other uh, crew cast or crew asked how old uh, Ralph Macchio was, he replied 22 or something like that, and they couldn't believe that that was his actual age. Yeah, even like the birthday scene about it, that's mm -hmm. right. Uh, like, even it was a birthday scene. It looks like, very, uh, like, uh, before, like 17, mm -hmm. yeah, before his 20, 20 age, like, uh, like post, post 13, like, uh, he was almost like a little bit, a little bit, almost like young adult, you yeah. know, like almost like clean mature. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, let's see. What else haven't about? What about the movie have we not yet spoken about? Uh, sometimes like uh. Yeah, that was a good line between them, between that. Um, also, I mentioned, mentioned the beach scene. That was very well done, where they're training by the beach, and, and it has that beautiful musical playing as the whole beach stuff of training is going on. Yeah, 
Even sometimes I thought it was a little too cold about like if it's uh, the if it's October, a fall season, because you can't tell in California if it's hot, it's still hot out on the west side. But even that, no, I thought in this season no one goes to the to the beach on that on during the on the fall. Like uh, if it gets good, much mm-hmm. colder and colder, and then, you're saying something about it being cold. Something about the cold aspect. Yeah, cold aspect about to train and like in mm-hmm. the season about to mm-hmm. go to the beach. I oh. like to go for surfing. I want to go back a little bit to back backwards to back um, to a little bit more about um, the girlfriend character outside of the rich or society thing of her family. Um, when you, whenever she was um, talking with or getting to know uh, Danny, what else could you add about her in reference to her part in the movie? Allie's part, uh, Elizabeth Shue. About even when she learned to uh, learn how to do a soccer kick, about it turns out in real life. Uh, I remember I found out in ch- ch- childhood life she does learn to train to be a soccer soccer player in the, in the family life in Austin, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Shue, she was trying to be a trained to be a soccer, despite the men's men's always said uh, the. Well, you're saying she did what? I'm sorry, she did what? What was soccer? She wants to be play as a soccer player. Oh, okay. In life. Right. So, I, right. I just think it also, since we just spoke about our first episode together doing Back to the Future, I just thought it's interesting that Elizabeth Shue is in, of course, the original 84 uh, Karate Kid, but not in sequels, but then played the girlfriend of Marty McFly in the Back to the Future sequels. There was the reason, there was the reason, the was the reason behind the recasting. Because the original actress plays the original Had Jennifer, family. the first one. Mm-hmm. She, has, she cannot Fa- make it because of this family issues. Her family illness and yeah. affect her career that she decided to quit. So mm-hmm. that's where they had the second person. They, they had to do recasting mode. But mm-hmm. that's that was so, yeah. That's off about that. That's why she's almost like a, what do you call a character actress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they birth, you know, the birth, you know, person. So she's like very, very versatile. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But later role, like, uh, the first moment is like the one about leaving Las Vegas. It was one of the big mature, mature parts. You know? Not like a girl next door type of cast. Yeah. And, uh, also, my dad, my dad, favored, dad favored her in, in Adventures of Babysitting also. The what Which the what about babysitting? Adventures in Babysitting. Oh, wait. When did that, that, when did that one come out? 87. And what, oh, cool. 87. What's it about? It's about the about Elizabeth Shue's cast about thought she got a perfect date about that even though he has a sudden plans about like uh, the that's the next thing you know is she has to babysit the the uh, the family like uh, but that's when they're all of a sudden uh, with, with just the babysitting mm-hmm. uh, all the situation uh-huh. next door but then uh, that's when she had a friend that got trapped in a big mm-hmm. city so she has to, she can't tell or she, she has to keep babysitting or go back to the rest of your friends that mm-hmm. so she has to bring along with it it's like a wild night wild night oh wow that sound that that movie that one that that makes it kind of sound kind of interesting um what i like is yeah. even all these years later Elizabeth Shue, she's like she's like in her fifties now, but she still she looks pretty damn good for being in her fifties. Yeah. Okay, so, so like, back. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Uh, no, go ahead. Even sometimes it's very hard. Any any actress, actor, actress you know from the eighties about turns out that they have to retire their retire their career. Or yeah. The, or well, they do some other projects. Right for time. Like, mm-hmm. Family life, charity, or well, when you speak of the 80s, I just thought, back to your other movie, Lean on uh, Me, or of 89, you said Morgan Freeman is that is in that. It's amazing, like, like how many movies Morgan Freeman's in from the, in the 1980s onwards, and how, um, what else, what was that, what else was I going to say about him? That, like, he's just, like, 
so watchable in so much stuff that he's in. Yeah, he has a good voice. About, like, yeah, the voice, the, the voice, the distinct voice to play God and all these other characters. Or, or he does a narration. Narration of things, yeah, the narration. I liked funny watching his narr narr narration of Dave Chappelle's pre commercials, of the Dave Chappelle stuff. It would have um, Morgan Freeman do the narrating voice behind Dave Chappelle. I like watching yeah. Dave Chappelle for comedy. Um, back to Karate Kid. Um, Danny... Uh, Ralph Machina, Ralph Macchio as Danny. Um, what were you saying about his mother? What, what, what was the thing about his mother you said? His mother is very too noisy. Oh, like noisy, right, right. I uh, 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 tried to adjust uh, about California, but she never understands about the, uh, about the, uh, about the, uh, about the uh, Jenny's being a victim boy. Right. You know, it's just to uh, keep uh, hidden the facts about the, it's only just my, my facts that, uh, why didn't Danny tell the truth about the about who the attacker is mm -hmm. and the, where they go, where they lived? Okay, so the, about the bullies and stuff. Back to the music for a sec. We we both agree that "You're the Best" was a good song they had at the tournament. I also want to mention the other second song that's standing out to me in the movie, which is whenever they had that cr song called "Cruel Cruel Summer." I like the song "Cruel Summer" and I like "You're the Best." <laughs> And also, I like there's a song about the, uh, the the moment of truth by Survivor. And how did that song go? How did that had the moment of truth song go? Like how'd that go? Uh, how'd... Uh, okay. it's, it's, a, it's a moment of truth. Standing alone. Wow, the moment. All right, all right. The moment of truth song sounds like that's a good lyrics of a song too for a moment of truth song. Nice. Uh, and it's the same performer, band, the same band who did the song "Eye of the Tiger" for Rocky Three, and 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 also another song for the and, and Rocky Four about the, something patriotic about the Russia, right? And, uh, Burning heart. Speaking speaking of Rocky Four online, I've been seeing recently that they're talking about a Rocky Four di director's cut that's being talked about. Cut, yeah, that's what they're re like re released on the even on demand about right. That's not what's the we adjusted the scene about the, like, extended the part, that, but right. they moved the part away, like, even they, they cut off the poly, polys and the robot part, that's right to... Right. Too, My, um, okay. And as far as with the Rocky stuff, um, Michael Michael B. Jordan um, is coming back to star and direct in Creed 3 in uh, the autumn of 2022. So if anybody likes the Rocky and Creed movies, check out Creed 3, God willing, next autumn of 2022. Michael B. Jordan is starring and directing it for the third Creed movie. But even I heard about it for the first time in Creed 3, it turns out Sylvester Stallone will not return as Rocky Balboa. That's what I heard. That's what I heard, that he's not coming back for the third one himself. We'll see whether or not that happens or not. Yeah. His character his character in Creed 1 or 2 never passed away. He still lives so far. But if he's not meant, if he's not meant to be in the third movie, they shouldn't bring him back if it doesn't suit the story. Right. He reunited. He reunited with his son at the end of Creed Two. Yeah. Yeah. I would like. I'm excited that they end of August, beginning of September of this year. They recently announced that he is uh, Expendables Four is greenlighted. So I can't wait to see Stallone in Expendables Part Four. Yeah, well, hopefully about how much, uh, how old he is. To try to do that. Well, he's in his, he's, Stallone's in his 70s now, but he's in damn good shape for his 70s. Yeah, 
some other action stars are in the 70s or something like Bruce Willis is like in the 60s. All right, well, well, after Stallone, actually speak of Bruce Willis, here's what I just want to say about him. He 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 hasn't really been had an authentic, real, genuine, good, great performance since like Looper from 2012. It's unfortunate. Bruce Willis is just doing these like sleepwalk movies now. Bruce Willis is doing. Yeah, like, sleepwalking, like in a bad way. Like Bruce Willis is not even yeah. trying to act well in these newer movies, which yeah, is unfortunate. Right, right, that kind of stuff. Exactly, and in those movies, he's not, he's not doing his like how he was like say how he was like John McClane in Die Hard '88. No, he's like just sleepwalking and just kind of not caring about it, just for the paycheck. But, um, yeah. But sorry, wait, wait. We got a little sidetracked with some other movie uh, trivia and uh, other um, actors and such. Back to um, uh, Danny, Miyagi, and the other characters. Karate Kid, 1984. Any more remaining thoughts about, uh, thoughts and opinions about the Karate Kid, 1984? Well, I thought. That we haven't, that we haven't, that we haven't already spoken about. Right, that's what I'm saying. Save all the fighting till the tournament. And then again, but back with the tournament. Um, I that was really depressing when we found out the trivia about that one actor with the body bag. But outside of that part of the tournament and outside of sweep the leg, I really liked how it was showing all the other fighting uh, fighting parts of the tournament before it came between him and uh, going against Johnny. And I just really can't say enough praise about the um, you're the best uh, you're the best music. I love to I love to sing into that song. So, and you said the other good song was something about the time. How does the time? The moment of truth. The moment of truth. The moment of truth. How's that go? The moment of truth again. Go say a few lines from the moment of truth. Yeah. What? Just say a few of the lines from a moment of truth song. It's a moment of truth. Standing up, standing up. This get this up and do it. Get up and do it. Like. It's hard to listen to the lyrics of it when they sing loud about the. You need to study the lyrics online about the to know about the songs about like being bullied about it. It's like a very inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds. It sounds like yeah. It sounds like also another inspiring one. Okay. To wrap up. To wrap up. Um. I have my last question to you about the movie, and then I'm gonna tell what the audience is going to look forward to with us uh, after this Karate Kid discussion today and what they're, what they're going to look forward to. So if you had to grade, if you had to grade or rate, especially after just rewatching it yesterday again for yourself, for the rewatch, for the title, talk about the episode today with your rewatch yesterday, if you had to grade or rate how you would perform or like or not like Karate Kid 84, what grade or rating would you give for Karate Kid 84 as a grade or rating? 
Uh, seven, uh, uh, the ratings about 7.9 ratings. Uh, that, that 7.9 out of uh, 10. Wait, wait, hold on a sec. So you're saying not just 7 out of 10, you're saying 7.9 out of 10? What do you mean by the 7.9 yeah. part? Yeah, of course. That of course. That's where I get all my movie. That's where I get a lot of my movie information from is IMDb, of course. But um, what? So seven point nine out of ten. So what got it? What got it? It's point nine of the seven. Well, I actually, I, I, I actually, from seeing these kind of movies and stuff, Turtles and Karate Kid and all that kind of stuff that guys we liked as younger, I actually used to train in martial arts I showed you on my uh, Brack screen me in my dojo uniform I actually used to take uh, I used yeah yeah the pictures I used to train in Tung Sudo Korean martial arts for a few years so I have some martial arts experience myself um, outside of the numbered rating for number wise how would you rate it like um, letter wise what well, like a grade of a letter wise how would you rate it Letter-wise, like that. Like A B C A B C D. How about grade level letter-wise? A. Maybe it's A. A. An A. Okay. I would. I'm gonna give the rating of this movie um uh three three out of three out of four stars or a or a B plus. Of course, I know Ebert. His Ebert's reviews, Ebert's reviews of a lot of movies were very interesting. He'd either read it extremely bad or extremely really good. Like he was very polarizing on how people saw how he rated stuff. Yeah, even gives a thumbs up. Like it's very good one. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a, here's a lyrics I, I remember now. That uh, it's a moment of truth. You're giving it all, standing alone, willing to fall. If you can do it, get up and prove it. Get up and show them who you are. The, I like that. That's that. I like that. That's some good lyrics to that song. I, I I'm sure if I replayed the movie, I'd have to look for that song. It's not. It's it's a good song. Good lyrics. It's just not the ones I first think of. When I first think of was the Cruel Summer, and of course the um, you're the best. You're the best, which I love to sing to. Yeah. yeah, that I loved. Um, so I think we both talk about as much about the movie and parts, other parts of the uh, franchise that we could think of. We covered a lot. Um, so before we close out, I just want to let the audience know that whenever, whatever day and time we, whatever day and time we meet the next time, we're going to be talking for the very first time on my platform, podcasting platform that hasn't been spoken up up until this point at all in the one of the. Quentin Tarantino movies that Avi and I both like. He likes Pulp Fiction. I'm sure a lot of people like Pulp Fiction, but it's not 94's Pulp Fiction. We're going to be talking about what our specific thoughts and opinions are together of a discussion of 2009's Inglorious Bastards that has a Jewish theme to it and is about World War II, but it's like Tarantino doing like a uh, revisional 
his own regional way of how World War II and the Jewish thing was over in, with, in regards to Inglorious Bastards. So that's going to be really a really fun discussion on whenever we end up meeting the next time. So look out for that. And uh, any closing thoughts uh, about Karate Kid and or what people have to look forward to before we close out this episode? Uh, not, not quiet, but, uh, but keep on waxing. Yeah, keep on waxing. Wax on, wax off. Wax on, wax off. And uh, quick, um, quick question: Which kind of background music is a, you think should go with this Karate Kid episode? Should it be cheerful or dramatic? Something like dramatic. Like, oh, I'll pick one of the dramatic. I'll pick one of the. I have yeah, because there's a lot of good. There's a lot of good dramatic choices, so I'm gonna pick one of the dramatic ones then. All right, so the, the, the dramatic it is. All right, guys, everybody, I'm glad. Um, I hope everybody stays safe and have a happy Thanksgiving soon to whoever um, observes uh, th- uh, th- the Thanksgiving holiday. And um, I hope you enjoyed Avi and I's discussion of the original 1984 classic, The Karate Kid. And if you like this, click the like button. Give me a good rating on Apple Podcasts. And watch out on the next, whenever the next day and time for our for our interesting and flowing conversation of 2009's Inglorious Bastards by Quentin Tarantino. Uh, and that's all for now. I'll see you at AMC Movie Theaters with or without your masks on to see God willing, hopefully at the end of May, beginning of June. Don't change the release date again. Top Gun 2 Maverick with Tom Cruise. I can't wait for that one to come out. Top, I know, I know Avi likes Top Gun Maverick also. We're both looking forward to Top Gun 2 Maverick. And with all that said, this is Avi and Millennial Man Motions Entertainment, LLC, signing out.